Hello, welcome to Have Dominion Podcast. My name is Samuel Odo. God has a word for you today, and that word is going to empower you to live a life of victory over sin, particularly sexual sins in the name of Jesus. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for the impact of the part one of this teaching series. Thank you for setting people free. Thank you for healing people from sexually transmitted infections. Thank you for those HIV AIDS that were healed. Father, thank you, Lord, for healing gonorrhea. Thank you, Father, for healing syphilis, every form of sexually transmitted infection. Thank you, Father. Thank you for cleaning up the blood of your children. Thank you for those people who received you in the last episode, those ones who became born again. We praise your holy name. We praise your holy name. Thank you, Father. Lord, we ask you to speak to us again in this episode in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, let everyone receive this word with meekness in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen and amen. I'd like to welcome you to the part two of our teaching series captioned Victory Over Sexual Sins. Victory Over Sexual Sins. I'd like to recap uh, some of the highlights of the last uh, episode, the part one. I started by saying that it is very, very possible to live free from sexual immorality. It is very, very possible to remain sexually pure. Sexual purity is not impossible. The Bible says in Mark chapter 10, verse 27, with men, men, we say it is impossible. Ah, how can you go through life? Somebody once told me it's not even healthy not to uh, have sex before marriage. Ah, unfortunately, it's too late because I've lived that way long before I got married. God helped me until I got married and now I'm enjoying my life. Amen. You can also enjoy your life. The last sexual intercourse you had before marriage can be the last forever until you get married. And if you don't get married, you go to heaven that way. Amen. <laughs> yeah. So it is not by power. It's not by might. It's by the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit is the one that helps you to overcome sexual immorality. So you can live a holy life. Say with me, I can live a holy life. Say with me, a holy life is not impossible. It is possible to live a holy life. I will say it, uh, that sexual sins are any form of sexual activity with someone who is not lawfully married to you. If you are not married to someone and you are having sexual intercourse with that person, you are sinning against God. We also said it includes masturbation, watching pornography, uh, homosexuality or lesbianism. We read through the Bible. The Bible, these are not my opinion, these are from the Bible. We, if you, if you didn't uh, get the first episode, please go to the part one and listen to the part one. God was speaking to us so powerfully. And we talked about why we need to overcome sexual sins. We talked about it's a sin against God. It makes you sick. Uh, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Sin makes you a slave of Satan. Sin opens door, the doors of your life to Satan. Demons, depression, setbacks, misfortune, guilt, and all kinds of vices, all kinds of evil and, you know, uh, activities of the devil. We said also that sin destroys your confidence and weakens your faith in God. We, finally, we said that sin will make you to go to hellfire. 
we read from Revelations 21 verse 8. Please go and check out the part 1 of this series. We want to continue with the part 2 today. And today we'll be focusing on engaging the wisdom of God for victory over sexual sins. How God has a plan for you to live free from sexual immorality. God will not tell you to, he's not a wicked God. God will not give you a commandment without giving you the grace to fulfill it. Whenever God speaks a word, do you know that the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God? Now you know that it is possible to live free from sexual immorality. There is an enabling that came with this knowledge. There is an enabling that came with this knowledge. There is a power that came upon you. All of a sudden you will notice that you are living cleaner and cleaner and cleaner every day. All of a sudden, for someone listening to me, you will never sin against God in the area of sexual immorality anymore because of what you have had. So there is a wisdom God has made available for us to overcome this sin. He, would, he does not just say, don't do this. He will tell you how not to do it, what to do, not to do that. And he will also supply you the grace to do that. Wisdom is very, very important. Proverbs 24 verse 5 says, A wise man is, is strong. A wise man is strong. Yea, a man of knowledge increaseth might. So the power, the energy, the strength you need to overcome this sin of sexual immorality will come from the wisdom you get from the word of God. So the more knowledge you get, the stronger you become. The more knowledge you get, the stronger you become, especially knowledge from the word of God spoken by his anointed vessels. Proverbs 24 verse 10 says, If you fail under pressure, I read from the, the New Living Translation, If you fail under pressure, your strength is too small. If you fall into temptation, Maybe uh, you, you fall into, say, after hearing this powerful message now, you still find yourself in bed with someone who is, who is not your, your legally married spouse. It means you do not have enough strength to overcome. Maybe Satan put pressure on you. You couldn't stop yourself. You, you connected the, uh, the internet. You watched that porn and you are so messed up. It means your strength is small. So how do you increase your strength? Increase your knowledge. Increase wisdom. Get wisdom. Get wisdom. James chapter 1 verse 5 says, If you lack wisdom, ask God to give you wisdom. James chapter 1 verse 5. If you lack wisdom, ask God to give you wisdom. And I'd like you to do that. Say, Father, say after me, Lord, say, Father, give me wisdom to overcome every form of sexual sin. Jesus, I thank you because I have received it now in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The Bible says that if you ask anything in his name, he will do it for you. You just ask him to give you wisdom and he has given you that wisdom in the name of Jesus. So if you want to walk in victory over sexual immorality, sexual sin, what are you going to do? That is what we are looking at in this uh, episode I hope we will be able to finish. Otherwise, we'll take it to the next episode. Number one, number one thing to do if you want to experience victory, deliverance and walk in victory. Do you know there is a difference between deliverance and, and freedom? You can be delivered from something, but you 
you need to be empowered to walk free from it. You need to be empowered to walk free from it. You can be delivered from something, but you need to knowledge, you need knowledge to be able to walk in freedom from it. Amen. It's one thing to get a car, it's another thing to know how to drive a car. So it's one thing for somebody's debt to be paid up, and it's another thing for the person to stay out of debt. So you can be delivered from debt and go right back into debt. May God give you understanding in the name of Jesus Christ. So number one thing to do if you want to walk in victory over sexual sins is to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you did that in the last episode, that is the number one step. If you have not done that, you have an opportunity again in this episode to receive Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. You know we are in this world, we are not yet in heaven. We are in this world. And you know who is the God of this world? Who is running things here? It's the devil. Somebody will say, no, but God is the one running things. If God is the one running things in this world, then he has made a mess. So God is not responsible for all the accidents. God is not responsible for coronavirus. God is not responsible for all the armed robbery. God is not responsible for xenophobia. God is not responsible for bad governance. It is the devil. You know how devil, the devil took control of the earth? When Adam and Eve sinned against God, they handed the world, the keys of the world over to the devil. If you listen to my uh, previous episode, uh, uh, go to uh, our podcast and search for your new life in Christ. And also search for another message titled Stand Strong. Or search for all of our messages. I make sure I touch this because this is the, the fundamentals of our Christian faith. You understand? So we are in a world that is run by devil. The devil, the, the world system is run by the devil and his demons. And we are supposed to live a holy life in that same world full of temptations. Do you know you don't need to go out of your house to be tempted by the devil anymore? Right there on your phone, you are tempted. You are tempted inside your house without going out. Satan is busy organizing temptations. God does not tempt anyone with evil. Every temptation is from the devil. So we need to be empowered to overcome temptation. When you get born again, you are empowered to overcome the world. 1 John chapter 5 verse 4 says that 1 John chapter 5 verse 4 turn your Bibles to that place. He said, Who is he that overcome the world but he that believeth? 1 John chapter 5 verse 4 I was reading verse, uh, verse 5. 1 John chapter 5 verse 4 it says, Anyone who is born of God overcomes the world. For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Our faith. He said, you see, every child of God overcomes the world. Every child of God is able to defeat the world. Every child of God is able to defeat the world. So if you are born again, you have been empowered to overcome this world, to overcome the devil and all of his temptations. <coughs> Excuse me. 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 and 16. So what is in this world to overcome? If you say a child of God overcomes this world, what does the child of God have to overcome? In this world, I'm going to read what we have to overcome in this world. We read what we need to overcome in this world. 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 to 16. 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 to verse 16. 
Let me read quickly. Are you there? Turn your Bibles to First John. I want you to open your Bible. Open it on your phone. Open it. You know, verse 15 says, let me take a sip of water. Thank you for waiting for me. <laughs> do not love the world or the things in the world. God is admonishing you. He says, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Now, what are the things in the world that he's telling us not to love? For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Let's read it again. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life in one's possession is not from the Father, but from the world. And the world with its lust is passing away, but the one who does the will of God will remain forever. The lust of the eyes. There are lust of things that make us fall. There are lust of things we look at that make us fall. There are all kinds. Did you notice that every advert now has to, you know, they have to have some form of nudity in it. Somebody is advertising toothpaste and they are showing a naked woman or half-naked woman. The lust of the eyes. You look around, there's all kinds, you just look around sometimes, you, you feel like closing your eyes, there are lots of temptations everywhere. Lust of the eyes. You browse through Instagram, you browse through Pinterest, you just looking, looking, wow, this car. Have you noticed what's happening right now, even among believers? People just like to post expensive cars. You see a lot of people going to pose before Rosera's Phantoms. They see a BMW, they want to go pose there. There's nothing wrong with having those nice things. But there's everything wrong with lusting after them to the point that you can do anything to get it. To the point that you can do anything to get it. That is the loss of the eyes. You want anything you see. You want anything. The world wants everything they see. The pride of life. The lust of the flesh. The flesh, what the flesh wants is against what the spirit wants. So the Bible says that we have been empowered to overcome all of these things. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. If you study that thing, the Holy Spirit is going to explain to you further what the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life means. Pride of life. Pride kills. Pride destroys. Pride is in our flesh. Even a child, children, any form of the feeling of embarrassment is our pride that is manifesting. Pride. That thing in you that doesn't like to be corrected. That is pride. All of us have that thing in our flesh and it manifests from time to time. But the good news is that we have been empowered. When we receive Jesus, we are empowered to overcome the world. In the book of uh, Colossians chapter 1 verse 13 and verse 14 says that we have been delivered from the power of darkness. Jesus Christ has delivered us from the power of sin, from the power of darkness, from the kingdom of darkness, and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, in whom we have redemption, even the forgiveness of our sins. Jesus Christ rescued you. He delivered you. If you are born again, he pulled you out of the kingdom of the devil. He pulled you out from the reign, the domain of the devil. He pulled you out from where 
the devil was is king of kings and lord of lords. Do you know anybody who is not born again is in the kingdom of darkness. You there's no vacuum. You are either in the kingdom of God or you are in the kingdom of darkness. In the kingdom of God, Jesus Christ is the head. Jesus Christ is the king. In the kingdom of darkness, Satan is the king. If you are not born again, you are under the chains of Satan. You are a slave of Satan. But Jesus Christ, the moment you receive Jesus Christ, he picks you out of that kingdom of darkness and translates you into the kingdom of his dear son, in whom you have redemption, even the forgiveness of your sin. If you are still in the kingdom of darkness, your sins are not forgiven. Romans chapter 6 verse 12 to 14. If you are born again, sin has no more dominion over you. If you are born again, sin has no more dominion over you. Instead, you have dominion over sin. It means you can tell the devil, no, I'm not going to sin against you. Romans chapter 6 verse 12 to 14. I read from the CSB. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey his desires. You have the power now as a child of God to say, no, I'm not going to sin. No, I'm not going to sin. You are, sin is no longer controlling you. You have the power to say no to the temptation to sin. Because he said, do, therefore do not let sin reign in your body so that you obey his desires. And do not offer any part of, your, of it to sin as weapons of unrighteousness, but as those who are alive from the dead, offer yourself to God and all the parts of yourselves to God as weapons for righteousness. Is saying, do not offer your mouth to sin. Do not use your mouth to gossip. Do not use your mouth to, to lie. Do not use your, your, your mouth to slander someone. Don't offer your body to sin. Don't allow sin to use your body against yourself. Don't allow sin. Don't allow your private part was made for God. It was made for God. Don't allow, don't use it to sin against God. Don't use it to sin against God. Your eye was made for God. Don't use your eyes to sin against God. Your tongue was made for God. Don't use your tongue to sin against God. May God give you understanding in Jesus' name. Verse 14 says, For sin will not rule over you. Because you are not under the law but under grace. So sin has lost its power over you as a child of God. That is good news. Sin has no more dominion over you. If you receive Jesus Christ, you have victory. You have, you have been empowered to say no to sexual immorality. The moment you receive Jesus Christ, you receive power. The Bible says in John chapter 1 verse 12, John chapter 1 verse 12, he says that as many as received him, to them gave he power. To become the sons of God. If you have received Jesus, you have power. You have power to be a child of God. It takes power to be a child of God. There is a power you receive at the moment you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. There is power that comes upon you. There is that dunamis power that comes upon you. There's the, the Galatians chapter 4 verse 6 says that God has sent the spirit of his son into your heart. That Christ, Abba, Father, you can now call God Daddy. You can call God Father. You can call God Father. There is a spirit you received. There is a power you receive when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior that empowers you to overcome sin. The moment you become born again, do you know that people sin because they are sinners? 
Because their nature is the nature of sin. If you have the sin nature, you cannot stop sinning. If you're not born again, you don't have power to stop cheating on your spouse. If you have not cheated, it's because one big temptation has not befallen you. It's because a, an agent of the devil that is trained to pull you down has not been released against you. You cannot stop sinning against God until you receive the power by being born again. In the book of Romans chapter 1 verse 4, Romans chapter 1 verse 4, the Bible says that Jesus Christ was declared the Son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness. The spirit that comes upon you is called the Holy Spirit because he empowers you to live a holy life. So if you want to live a holy life, you must be born again. If you're not born again, you don't have the power to live a holy life. I'm telling you, no matter how much you try, you don't have the power to live a holy life. Now, number two, if you want to walk in victory over sexual immorality, over sexual sins, you must be baptized in the Holy Ghost. You must be baptized in the Holy Ghost. You cannot overcome the power of sexual sin by any human means. A psychologist cannot help you. There is no rehabilitation that will help you to stop cheating on your wife. There is no rehabilitation. There is no psychologist that can help you. Sin is a spiritual force. Sin is not a psychological force. Sin is a spiritual force that is engineered by a spirit. His name is Satan. Sin is a spiritual force. The Bible says that sin is a mystery. You don't understand. How can you explain somebody that God has blessed with a beautiful wife? His wife is at home. Check all the people that cheat on their wives. God has given them a very beautiful wife. And they are going after a, a, a girl that is not as beautiful as their wife. They go after a prostitute. Dirty prostitute. And I'm sorry if you are listening to me and you are a prostitute. What you are doing is dirty. But Jesus Christ can clean you up. Jesus Christ, wants, he loves you dirty. He loves you the way you are. Just give Jesus Christ a chance and he will clean you up. He will forgive you. I know deep inside your heart you don't like what you are doing. But there is a force that is making you to do what you are doing. So how can you explain somebody that has a beautiful wife and is going after a lady selling maize on the street? You can, sin is a mystery. So, and that mystery, there's a mystery called the mystery of godliness. Talking about the power of the Holy Ghost. Power of the Holy Ghost. It takes the power of the Holy Ghost to be able to overcome the temptation to sin against God through sexual immorality. The temptation of sexual sin is empowered by the devil. Now, turn your Bible to the book of Ephesians, chapter 2. It's my favorite verse, chapter of the Bible. Ephesians chapter 2, from verse 1 to 3, it says, You were dead in your trespass. Talking about before you got born again, before you received Jesus. You were dead in your trespass and sins, in which you previously walked according to the ways of this world, according to the ruler of the air, the spirit that now walk that the spirit now walking in the disobedient. We too all previously lived among them in our fleshly desires, carrying out the inclinations of our flesh and thoughts, and were by nature children under wrath 
as the others were also. It says, before you receive Jesus Christ, before you became born again, there is a spirit that is walking in the life of anyone who is not born again now. It's called the spirit of disobedience. Satan is the one. He is the engineer behind sexual immorality. Satan is the engineer. You, everyone who is sleeping around is sleeping around because Satan is making you sleep around. Satan is the one. The spirit of the devil is walking, using your body to sin against God. He's pushing you. You make a vow. You promise your wife, I will never do this again. But something happens and you find yourself in it again. And you regret again and you ask God to forgive you and you ask your wife to forgive you and you go back to, to it again. Or you sin again and you, you, you are a lady, you commit adultery and you ask your husband to forgive you and your husband forgives you and you find yourself in it again. If you are a young person, you keep sinning against God in this area, there is a spirit that is inspiring you to do that. You are not in control of yourself if you are not born again. You are in control of that spirit of whoredom. Spirit of whoredom. Spirit of whoredom. That spirit is one, that spirit that is behind porn. That is the spirit behind, that is working in the life of every porn artist. That spirit of whoredom is at work in them. So the only way to be free from it is to be filled with another spirit. If an evil spirit makes you to sin, the Holy Spirit will make you to live a holy life. Shout hallelujah wherever you are. Galatians chapter 5 verse 16 to 26. Galatians chapter 5 verse 16 to 26. If you are there, say amen. I can hear your amen in the spirit. Now, your human nature, that is your flesh, is evil. All of us, there is an aspect of our personality, our human nature, our flesh. Do you know your flesh is made up of your body and your soul? Trust me, when you get born again, it is only your spirit that is born again. Your body is not born again. Your soul is not born again. After you receive Jesus, you still remember every movie you've watched. You still remember every music you've listened to. You still remember every episode of sexual intercourse you had. It didn't wipe, it was not deleted. It was not deleted. So that thing will still be working against you. The human nature, the flesh is evil, but you must put it under the control of the Holy Spirit. Galatians chapter 5 verse 16 to 26, I read, I say then, walk by the Spirit, and you will certainly not carry out the desires of the flesh. If you walk, if you are led by the Holy Spirit, you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. The flesh wants to have sex every time. Even mine, me, I'm the preacher. That's why I'm married, because <laughs> if you want to overcome, I'm going to come to that soon. You must go get married. If you are living with someone that is not your husband, someone that is not your wife, you are sinning against God. If you are having sex with them, you are sinning against God. If you love each other so much that you stay together, why don't you make it legal? Why don't you make it legal? It, the, the, the law has made it easy. If you don't have money for the bride price, maybe it's so expensive, you can go to the government, go to the uh, home affairs or department of home affairs, get your marriage registered and you can sort out the rest later. Go to your pastor. Tell your pastor, we don't want to sin against God. We love each other. 
plaster, you know, talk to your parents. I'm sure the whole pray and God will make open up a door for you. If you love that lady so much that you are living together with that lady, if you love that guy so much you are living together and you have a child together and you love each other, why don't you go get married? Please, God is speaking through me to you. Go get married. Cohabitation is a sin. It does not glorify God. Go get married. Go get married. Go and get married. And I pray for you in the name of Jesus. If money is the problem, if you are unemployed, maybe you are saying, Oh God, if you give me a job, I'm going to get married. I will marry. I pray for you right now in the name of Jesus. Receive miracle job in Jesus' name. If money is the problem, you don't have money for bride price, I pray that God will release money to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I pray for you right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ that the Lord is going to release finances your way in the name of Jesus Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. So when you, when, when, when you receive Jesus, you are empowered. You are empowered. You will be led by the Spirit. I, I Let me continue. It says, For the flesh desires what is against the Spirit, and the Spirit desires what is against the flesh. These are opposed, opposed to each other so that you don't do what you want. So what the flesh wants is against what the Spirit wants. The, uh, the Spirit wants to please God. The flesh wants to do stupid things. Now, these are the works of the flesh. We read from uh, verse 19. Now the works of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, number one. The works of the flesh. Moral impurity. Promiscuity. Sleeping from one person to another and faithfulness. Idolatry. Worshipping idols. Ancestral worship. Sorcery. Hatred. Hatred. Strife. Jealousy. Outbursts of anger. Selfish ambitions. Dissensions. Factions. Factions is... Uh, 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 all kinds of racism, xenophobia, outbursts of anger, envy, drunkenness. That thing that makes you drink, 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 and drink away your money is the work of the flesh. Dissensions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and anything similar. I am warning you about these things, the Bible says, as I warned you before, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. If you practice any of these things that were enumerated there, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. May God help you in the mighty name of Jesus. We're going to pick up from here in the next episode. I want us to pray because our time is up. I'm going to pick up from this in the next episode. If you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, lift up your hands right now wherever you are. Say with me, Lord Jesus. Say after me, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I believe you died for me. And on the third day you rose again. Right now, I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. And I declare that my sins are forgiven. I receive the forgiveness of my sins. And I am now a child of God. If you say that prayer, you have become born again. In the name of Jesus. We will continue in the next episode. Please Make sure you tune up and please share this uh, broadcast with anyone that you feel that you know that needs to hear what you are hearing. Share and God is going to bless you in the name of Jesus Christ. Be blessed and see you in the next episode in Jesus' name. Be blessed.